Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, what's up, my little tiddlywinks? It is Jackie here. I got a quick favor to ask of all of you guys today. Thank you so much for listening over the years, but we do need a little bit of your help. If you could just fill out the survey that's in the description of the show today, or it's also on my Instagram, at jackthatworm, that would be awesome. It's only going to take a few seconds, I swear. All of the information is confidential, and we don't take emails or names. That would help us so much. Thank you guys for everything. Love you, love you, love you. Hit it with page seven. This episode is brought to you by Felix Gray and Lola. I make them hot. I make them shiver. Their knees get weak. Whenever I'm around, they see me walk and hear me talk. I make them feel like they're on cloud nine because I'm a sexy boy. Sexy <laughs> boy! I'm not, not your, your boy, boy toy. I'm your sexy boy. Sexy boy! I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. I can't hit those notes, but neither could Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I see that you have been uh, going back into uh, the past of the WWF and checking out a little bit of Shawn Michaels. Welcome to page seven, everyone. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Molly. I could listen to you sing that song all day, Jackie. That was nice. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Jackie Zabrowski, and um, I feel like this song has been really getting me through the week. <laughs> I've been singing it to myself, and I got to say, it's making me feel like a goddamn rock star. <laughs> yeah, Sexy Boy was the entrance theme song to uh, 90s wrestler Shawn Michaels. Really? Mm-hmm. What a good entrance theme. It's a great entrance theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Shawn Michaels, was the, he was great. He was uh, known for ladder matches. High flyer. <laughs> Man, I've been going down a wrestling hole, and I'm starting to feel very sexy because of it. And I went, I also <laughs> found, if you look on Spotify, there is a whole album of wrestling theme songs. Yes. And please get into it. It's fantastic. I mean, you guys know that I was insanely attracted to The Undertaker for years and years and years. Uh, no, we did not yeah, know that. Yeah, I'm not sure if I did know that. <laughs> that you really presented that as if it was a... I th- well, we may have mentioned Undertaker as like a scary daddy. Yeah. I mean, there's something about the hair. I love that he had it so gelled that it looks like he was covered in sweat constantly, you know? (laughs) I remember The Undertaker. Were you not into it, Molly? What is that? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I can't remember what he looks like. I remember The Undertaker in sixth grade. That was the only year of my life that I was into wrestling. Um, But I, I have to say... I'm looking forward to talking about wrestling because I feel like I have a bit of a not pr- on purpose closed mind, but an on accident closed mind. What year was sixth grade for you? 1997. Whoa, you remembered that year very easily. I'd have to go back and count. <laughs> Be- I know it's because it's the year that I was watching. Remember, as we've discussed, I was watching the VH1 Top 10, and it was a good year for pop music, the year of How Bizarre and Kiss the Billy um, Myers, Kiss the Rain, which is something we've discussed. You um, love Kiss the Rain, and I every time I hear song. it, I think Kiss about the you. Kiss the Rain! <laughs> Whenever you need me. Oh, I could Kiss listen to that song rain. all day. <laughs> I think my sixth grade was 97 to 98, I think. All right, I found a picture of Undertaker 1997. Uh, <laughs> 
Are you sure, Jackie? <laughs> oh, I'm all kinds of sure. You know I like weirdos. I mean, he is a terrifying person. No, he's a strong, silent type, and that's what I enjoy. <laughs> is, are we talking long hair, goatee, Undertaker? Did you like him when he had, there was one where he had a short hair and a long goatee, or a long hair and no goatee? Long hair, no long goatee. Hair somewhere. Long hair, no goatee. I'll tell you this. Uh, just so you know, The Undertaker is a very nice man named Mark in real life. <laughs> I just want to kiss his big face. <laughs> He's got a big face. But also, The Undertaker theme song is awesome. It's yeah. rock and roll, baby. And I've been listening to it before I enter different places, and it just makes me feel empowered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, I... The, as the 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 song that you sang at the beginning of the show has shown me, I, I don't think that I have. Um, again, I don't think that I associate like really good music with wrestling, and that might be an error on my part. Actually, I think it is. There are some really solid wrestling themes out there. Yeah, yeah. The Undertaker, the uh, the Mankind one, both of them, both the creepy one and the car crash one are both really fun. It's a little bit amazing to me that wrestling has been at uh, what at least a. Th- 30-year industry, right? Oh, no, longer than that. Longer 40 than that. to 50. Yeah, uh, you should watch the Andre the Giant documentary for more information on that. I should. This I is what started my whole wrestling kick, is the Andre the Giant documentary, which, honestly, all I knew about Andre the Giant, giantism, died young, and that he was in The Princess Bride. That's it. That's, that's all I knew all about I know. Him. And I saw the, the preview for the documentary, and I was moved, but I have not watched it yet. Well, Princess Bride was at the end of his career, just a couple of years before he died. In fact, they had to lower Robin Wright into his arms. You know, the scene where she falls and uh, he catches her? She was actually on cables then because he was too weak uh, and beaten up and broken down to actually just hold Robin Wright, who has to be, what, 110 pounds? Yeah. Soaking wet, man. I, it's just, it made me so, I cried for a long time after I watched it. It's It's very moving. It's very upsetting. He had a very hard life, right? Well, he had, I mean, it was it was hard physically, but he lived life the way he wanted to live it, goddammit. Uh-huh. And that's really inspiring. Uh-huh. What's kind of insane is what I didn't know about giganticism. I think that's the street name for it. Big agromegaly. syndrome. What is it? Agro, uh, I think it's called agromegaly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. scientific, yeah. Big people times. <laughs> <laughs> is it you can stop it if you catch it early enough, and if you don't, he just kept growing. His organs yeah. kept growing. His body kept growing. It just keeps going because apparently Tony Robbins also had it too. And if you find out early enough, you can stop it. Yeah. And he knew he could have stopped it. He's like, no, I want to stay like <laughs> this. I don't know. There might have been some sort I of side effects. I want to be big forever. <laughs> <laughs> and was Acro he, was he French? I don't know. He was French. Yeah. Yeah. Was his career like, was he... I will watch. I will watch the documentary because I'm interested. But was he like exploited? Is it like a no. tale? Of, he he was totally like self uh, guiding. Hundred percent right? the okay. whole time. Nobody told Andre the Giant what to do. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the end with fucking Vince McMahon. I didn't know he was such a fucking asshole. Vince McMahon is one of the most sociopathic people on earth. I didn't know. I mean, the only time I ever really watched wrestling was to googie goggy over mm. the dudes <laughs> when I was in middle school. You know, Brett the Hitman Hart, yummy, yummy, want to lick the sweat off of him. <laughs> and honestly, throwing it out there, the Bushwhacker twins would have fucked them both. Jesus. I, yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. I've ever been attracted to a professional wrestler that I can remember. Mm, I think you, you could maybe be in the X-Pac. Can we see? No, no, let me see. You know my type. Does he look like he could be in an emo band? What, is he yeah. stringy? <laughs> is he, is he wearing a hoodie? <laughs> he's very stringy. He was a part of D-Generation X. All right. I'm trying to find a not recent picture of Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Or not Shawn Michaels, X-Pac. Oh, yeah, I'd fuck him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He al- looks like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, also known as the One Two Three kid Yeah. Yikes, yeah. that's not good in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is a little stringy. Okay. All right, X-Pod. What's his name? X- 
<laughs> X-Pac. X-Pac. Oh, you with your hey, kids, are you watching your X-Pod again? <laughs> you're already not even, don't even have the baby out of you. You're already a, an awkward mom. I can't wait. I'm, I love being a teacher because I'm already able to just be out of touch completely and irritate people about it. And it's going to get even better when I have my own kid. Yeah, hey, what are you doing over there, huh? Oh, is it a teddy bear? Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, yes. I just imagine you backing out of many rooms of like, oh, no, you keep doing what you're doing. You watch your Monday Night Raw. Go ahead. Are you going to let the baby watch wrestling young? I mean, if the baby wants to watch wrestling, I don't know who will have introduced the baby to wrestling because um, it won't have been either of their parents. But I know that censoring what they want to do will only turn into a backlash. So mm. I guess I will let them watch wrestling. Yeah, kids love wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I only I mean, I watched it with like all my cousins and stuff like that. And it was just like an excuse to be a part of the boys. Mm. But in reality, yeah, I, I had to keep it on the inside how much I wanted to slip and slide all over them. But <laughs> yeah, that was exactly in sixth grade, like me and my two friends who were boys we just like used it as we just like liked we just watched wrestling and then would like wrestle with each other and it was all kind of a subverted sexual expression i get you there yeah which i assume it is even with boys amongst each other sometimes Mm. i mean maybe not like like it was just like an excuse to touch people you know i don't know Mm. if we ever used it as that mostly it was just like all getting together and watching a bunch of dudes beat the fuck out of each other and yeah. then and but then also getting your soap opera at the same time because uh-huh. it's absolutely a soap opera so you're getting your drama as well but then also don't you want to try out the moves on each other yeah we definitely tried out the moves on each other but it was mostly <laughs> in a bid to like hurt each other uh-huh. yeah. yeah and to imitate and all that <laughs> yeah yeah well that's good are you aware of bruno sammartino the Italian Superman? I know He that died today. He died He's today, and everyone is very, very sad about it. He's not my thing, but I definitely would have jumped on it. Really? He's very strong. Yeah, he's... He's very strong, <laughs> you but... You have the strangest type, Jackie. <laughs> I like strong men. Is that so wrong? It's not. It's No, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the Undertaker. I think I'm still thrown by the Undertaker, honestly. Um, oh, my God, but you can climb him like a goddamn tree. What about Mick Foley? Mick Foley also seems like your type. I don't remember what Mick Foley looks like. He was na- his Hold name on. was... Ma- he was uh, alternately Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mankind, yeah. 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 <laughs> One of the things about wrestling oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. amazes me is how much knowledge there is to keep in your head and how much people who watch wrestling have this it's like people who like baseball and they know all their stats people who like wrestling have so much information in their head i mean i haven't watched i was obsessed with wrestling from probably like 10 to about like 16 uh and then i got a driver's license and a guitar and then (laughs) kind of forgot all about wrestling uh, but I had so much knowledge about like who won what SummerSlam, uh-huh. and you know wh- who like what Monday Night Raw did Mankind turn on The Rock uh-huh. and all that type of shit, because that was the I heyday mean, of The Rock. That was like that's when Dwayne Johnson started becoming an actor. I was like The Rock, huh? That's weird. That's funny. Oh my god, his his theme song is insane. He's another one that cr- that created his own theme song, and it's just like, "Do you smell what the Rock is cooking?" Ha! <laughs> That's it. it's like that over and over again. It's very. It's all like spoken word slam poetry to this like rock and roll background. But he doesn't even try to sing. It's like, why did you do it yourself? <laughs> did, did, did you know that was Dwayne Johnson's catchphrase? I did know that that was his catchphrase, and mm-hmm. I do now. Na- it's like one of those things where I know that he started as a wrestler, but at this point, that's almost like an abstraction. You know, it's like yeah. the fact that Will Smith started as a rapper. Like I know that academically, but I don't <laughs> even think about it because I. I so associate Dwayne Johnson with his acting career and now potentially his political career. (laughs) (laughs) I will vote for him. Are you kidding? I love him so much. That's not how I feel. I'm like, all right, all right, The Rock. You seem like a nice guy. Both are you you, the problem. The problem extended. You know what you you are, Marcus? You're being a jabroni right now. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. I am being a jabroni right now. I'm fine with that. You know what? I'm I'm sticking to the rock. No, the rock and sock connection. That was when the rock and mankind were together. I'm sticking with the mandible claw. What's that? Is that another sexy man? 
Uh, no, that's when mankind used to put a sock on his hand and then shove his hand down other dudes' throats. <laughs> Wait, why did he put the sock on his hand first? Why didn't he just put his hand in their mouths? Because it's Mr. Socko. Mr. Socko was his little sidekick that was like a sock that he put on his hand and he talked to him, Hey, Mr. Socko! And then uh, Mr. Socko would also come out when he was doing his finisher, the mandible claw. Wow. Molly, does that make you more attracted to mankind because of the puppets? <laughs> I don't know. Marcus just brought a picture of mankind up, and he looks like he is in a BDSM video, and yeah. not in a good way. That was part of that was part of his whole thing. Not necessarily BDSM, but that he was uh, just a weirdo, you know, uh-huh. kind of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of thing. That's a you picture of mankind without with the mask, Sato. though. I feel like the mask is a big part of the packet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he has such kind eyes and such yeah. amazing hair. Oh, actually, he looks great. Right, yeah. kind nice. eyes. Nice guy. <laughs> Thumbs up. He's wearing a flannel shirt. All right. Love I dig flannel the flannel. Shirts. Oh, yeah. Mm. Specifically flannel shirts with the sleeves cut off. Hubba, well, hubba. That's mur- my style, too. We would look fantastic together. <laughs> without his I'm going to tie you up mask on, I can get behind him a little bit more. One more interesting fact about uh, Mick Foley. He's obsessed with Christmas and has an entire Christmas room in his mansion where it's always Christmas. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> wait, did, there was a wait. That's right. That's how I know Mick Foley's because we saw the. Uh, he's got a whole um, a documentary called "I Am Santa Claus." <laughs> that's all about Christmas music and shit because he loves Christmas so much. I mean, very weird. <laughs> there was a thread in the Facebook group that was like, "If you had a celebrity amount of money, what would you do? Like, what kind of like luxurious thing would you treat yourself to?" Which I thought was a very interesting question. And apparently, the answer for him is Christmas room. <laughs> yeah, which is you know, um, I guess all power to him. I feel like Jackie would enjoy the Christmas room. <laughs> I'd get in there as long as I got presents every time I walked into the Christmas room that would be fine Uh just like you know shower me in presents and then I'm into it I don't know if there's like a a, a present receptacle that you can just take presents from when you walk in but there might be (gasps) see that's I would I want it to be like toys for tots but it's toys for Jackie and like a sexy Santa whose lap you can sit on every time that would be McFoley uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It really turned me off in, like, in Bad Santa when Lauren Graham's like banging him in the hot tub. He's like, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa. I don't know if I could do that. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to fuck Santa. That's weird. Yeah, it's too many childhood things all wrapped into one. The Easter Bunny, though, I'd try him on for size. <laughs> Did you see that Easter Bunny porno that was like on Pornhub for a few weeks no. there, like uh, around Easter time? Because Pornhub's very good about putting, uh, a, what is it, like season-specific, holiday-specific videos on the front page uh, and they had That's a nice. really fun one with the Easter Bunny having a threesome with a couple of ladies <laughs> it was really fun was it how did where did the dick come out just out of the costume uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole I think I'd be way more hole. into like the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland remember the live action Alice in Wonderland when we were kids that like they're like I'm late I'm late but at least you could still see his face you know No, this is like a mall Easter Bunny costume. Mm, That's rough. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd rather just like bang someone that just came out of like a mental institution that just thinks he's the Easter Bunny. (laughs) I'll be like, hide the eggs, baby. I'll find them. Sorry, just a regular horny Wednesday over here. <laughs> I mean, you're really entering you're entering furry territory, I think, once you fuck an Easter bunny. Yeah, you're definitely oh, you are edging, edging in furry territory. Although it's not like the furry style, because the furry style is very specific. Like yeah. it's a it's got a like it's like one dude drew a picture of a furry twenty years ago and that just became the standard. Yeah, it's like Pokemon, but like yeah. For furries, but I guess my concern would be like the matting of the suit. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. And just moisture and in making general. sure it's clean. Yes. You know, I feel like those suits are never clean. Yeah. I think when they go, I, I have heard that the conventions have a, a definite musk uh-huh. that kind of permeates throughout the hotel. Uh huh. It's like those fuzzy pillows. You ever have a fuzzy pillow and you and you and you spill something on it? You can never get it quite off, so it's always kind of like crumpled up and and rough in spots a little matted yeah 
Yeah. I don't want I don't want my squirty bird anywhere near that. I feel like <laughs> it would chafe. Yeah, and I feel like it wouldn't be pleasant for the person if the person with the dick is inside the suit. I feel like that wouldn't necessarily be pleasant either. Hmm. Don't they have holes, Marcus? Don't the fuzzy costumes, like if you're like a bangable fuzzy, don't they got pee-pee holes? I think they do, yeah. But I mean, what, like, wouldn't there, what's the material that your dick is coming through? I just feel like it might be scratchy. The scratchy? I mean, I'm sure these are all logistical problems that the furry community solved decades ago. Yeah, there's probably really good lining. They gotta have something that or like a union suit where you have a butt flappy, right? <laughs> uh, ooh, could be. Yeah, but that's not gonna help you get your dick out. No, but it helps, you know, open up other opportunities, <laughs> whatever you're into. That's mm. true. There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot that comes up with when you Google furry logistics. <laughs> mm. oh, unfortunately, <laughs> they gotta they gotta get their search engine optimization going. I just wonder if it's more like a flashlight kind of material where the pee pee comes out. You know what I mean? Silicone. Yeah, that it's like it's like a nice and you gotta get it lubed up. Yeah, and so then it's extra it's extra pussy on your pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or am I a thousand years old? I'm not sure. I don't know. It, that sounds nice. I mean, I think all three of us are a thousand years old when it comes to um, furry. I don't know. This fur, the furry stuff's been going on since the '90s. I mean, it. it uh, technically, their furries have, uh, came of age long before the three of us did. You know, good on them. Yeah, they must have figured it out by now because it's like you don't want to get it from one of those rental spots. Yeah, though, you, know, you want to have your own costume. There's got to be a whole set. There's got to be. I'm sure that if you do this regularly, this is that all of these issues have come up and they have probably figured them out and plan around them. And any furry who might be listening to this conversation is like, God, what do you think? We're stupid. Of course we figured this out. <laughs> I think that I would rather it's like if I was a furry, I would probably go out and just spend the money and create a costume that's like a Bambi with my eyes and my lips on it. <laughs> you know, like a baby deer. But I also can barely walk like a baby deer. Uh-huh. That'll be my thing. Uh-huh. Huh. Well, apparently this story in Vox says that f- being a furry is not necessarily all a sex thing. It's not necessarily a uh, a fetish thing. You might just want to be Was it like a thunder blanket? A thunder blanket? Yeah, like for puppies when they they, they ha- like having it on them because the weight of it makes them feel safe. So when it's thundering outside, you put it on them and they feel safe and comfortable. So I imagine that sometimes you just want to wear a costume and you don't want to be you anymore. I get it. Yeah, that actually, sounds great, actually. A- actually, that's a pretty. that seems to be a lot closer to what the reality actually is. Interesting. So there's all sorts of misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of non-eroticism when it goes on with uh, furries. I mean, I love dressing up in costumes. I think that that's what led many of us to performance. And so it's really not that many steps away. However, we can't. They, uh, a poll was done at a uh, the Furry Fiesta 2013 convention. And uh, 96.3% of the male respondents said that they viewed furry pornography, while 78.3% of the female ones looked at furry <laughs> pornography. The women are there just like, oh, these trash men always want to fuck in the suits. Jesus, men reported looking at furry porn 41.5 times per month? That's more than a di- once a day. I don't look at porn more than once a day. If every You've day. never gone through periods of time that you look at porn th- more than once a day? Periods of time, but that's not like the norm. Periods of time meaning uh, between five to ten days a month <laughs> where you got to just go back for two. Let's I just mean, say sometimes ha- it happens. Let's just say habits vary. Yeah. You know, you're watching Outlander. I, you know, I can't, I can't start rubbing it to Outlander specifically, although I've thought about it. But usually I stop it and I'll just watch porn instead. I mean, certainly, lest we, none of us uh, shall cast stones at furries because most of this show is talking about the different fantasy characters we want to fuck. That know? is true. We it's, do talk about that quite a bit. It's just that they're not in, in furry costumes. That's the thing. Like The Rock, who I would like to consummate my sexual uh, head relationship with. That would be fantastic. (laughs) A lot of us spend hours in front of a computer at work, so we know. Staring at a screen can get exhausting. Even if you've never heard of digital eye strain, chances are you've experienced the effects. I mean, I wear contacts, and I tell you, the unending stare jobs I do at the computer make me feel more tired than I actually am. But when you protect your eyes with a killer pair of Felix Grey computer glasses, you can keep doing the things you love to do, like keeping your unblinking eyes open to watch Outlander smut for hours alone in the dark. 
Felix Grey's lenses are specifically designed to filter blue light and eliminate glare from screens, which are the two main culprits behind digital eye strain. They have blue light filtering technology embedded into the lens, so they're effective without the telltale yellow tint or color distortion of other blue light filtering glasses. They look rad 24-7! Felix Grey's frames are handcrafted from premium Italian acetate the same material used by the biggest designer brands in the world. And they're super stylish. Dude, I got these bright yellow tortoiseshell ones and I look fine as hell. Y'all have seen my selfie game. Who has the time to not look sexy? Especially when you're at work. Where them sexy co-workers at? Where else am I supposed to meet future suitors? Everyone can benefit from wearing a pair of Felix Grays. There's no prescription necessary and all orders are free shipping and free returns. So you got nothing to lose. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash page seven to try a pair of Felix Gray glasses today. That's felixgrayglasses.com slash page seven. Hit it up! <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I don't always go for big, muscly guys, and I, in fact, I almost never do, but when I do, I go hard. I feel like Idris Elba is the number one, but, mm. but The Rock, I would definitely fuck The Rock, and like can't help but think about it when I look at him. I mean, especially when, so I started reading through all this stuff that he was opening up about his depression. Molly, you are going to want to bang him even more after everything that he said about his depression and coming out about everything because he also is a very sensitive big man and I love that so much. And he just said, struggle and pain is real. I was devastated and depressed. But then yada, yada, yada. It's like, it took me a long time to realize it, but the key is not to be afraid to open up, especially us dudes have a tendency to keep it in. You're not alone. Aw, The Rock. I like The Rock. But you know why he became a wrestler? Because he was going to go into football because he played football, but his mom had such debilitating depression that the third time she tried to kill herself was in front of him, and she threw herself into oncoming traffic, and he stopped and, like, ran out into traffic, saved her, because, like, they had just, like, lost their apartment again. They had no money. He comes from nothing. And he ended up not going to college because he wanted to take care of her. And he didn't want to leave her alone. So the only other thing, that, like, with his brawn, he realized, hey, I could create a character. I should go into wrestling. And that's how he started wrestling. Jesus wow. Christ. I didn't know about Marry all that. Marry me, please. <laughs> take care of me for the rest of my life, you big, beautiful man. Wow. No wonder The Rock needs to talk about his emotions. That's a lot to go through. Well, wrestling was also like the family business. In the Rock's family? Mm-hmm. The family rock? The family rock. How is it the family business? I didn't get that far. I was just too busy looking at his pictures and going, <laughs> His dad was a wrestler, Rocky Johnson. Rocky Johnson! Oh, that's why he's the rock. That's that makes more sense. Yeah, that's why he's the rock. And he's got like other, like there's like cousins and brothers, like they're all... It's just like a wrestling family. But there's a lot of wrestling families out there. The Hearts, like there was like Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Mm, uh, Ric yeah. Flair, his daughter Charlotte, she wrestles now. There's a, yeah, a lot of families that just, they all go into it. I got to say, this conversation has me uncomfortably remembering the Hulk Hogan sex tape. Oh, I feel like a fucking pig. <laughs> oh, God, I ate so much pork. Oh, God. Oh. Too much barbecue. I was, I well, especially watching him the Andre the Giant documentary, I was just like, oh, Hulk Hogan. And then I remembered that, and I remembered how his phone rang in the middle of fucking Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, and it was Brooke Hogan, his daughter's song, that played, and he answered the phone while he was inside of another woman. <laughs> he was, No, I don't remember it like that. He was a... It was no. Yes, he was done. Don't play the tape. Don't they play were, the tape. They were. Done. It's impossible to yeah. find now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, yeah. ass lawsuit. Yeah, I don't think he was actually inside Bubba the Love Sponge's wife when he answered the phone know. from his daughter. And it's it's his Ooh. daughter. His daughter was calling, so of course she had this. He had the song as the ringtone. I mean, boner killer. Yeah, yeah. It's Not for him. He had too much pork. He's got a boner <laughs> for days. <laughs> no, uh, Hulk Hogan comes off in the documentary, comes off as a surprisingly sensitive. Really? Yeah. Like a very, like kind oh, of a yeah. sweet, he has his issues, but yeah, he came off as like a surprisingly sensitive person. 
And you even got it to was see, really sweet. Yeah, and you even got to see Vince McMahon be a human for like half a second. Vince McMahon. I don't know. He forced him to keep wrestling when he was dying, when his whole body hurt. Why did he make him keep wrestling? That made me so upset. I had to stop the documentary and yell at the television because I was that upset. Well, Andre the Giant could have said no. Yeah, but he's a performer. Yeah. Vince McMahon we never is say like no. The uh, he's like the CEO, basically. He's the he's the father, or yeah, he's the father of modern wrestling. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy. The wrestling would not be what it is today without Vince McMahon. Uh-huh. His dad started the whole business, but Vince McMahon took it to the next level. And and Jackie, will you tell me why everyone is so upset about John Cena and his lovely wife? And apparently, John Cena is really good, right? He's like a nice, charming person who everybody loves. Yeah. He's like in good culture things and maybe also has good politics. Like Very popular, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he just started acting too. He's in that, what is it called? Like cock blockers or something. It's some kind of like parent movie about emojis and what do they mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, parents can be such cock blockers. Yeah, that, those ads. It's like, yeah, you're me. in high school. Stop fucking. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. You may as well wait. Wait until later on, and then you can have more fun, and you don't have to fuck in your high school bedroom. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I had my forays. I understand. But everyone's upset because it's like, it, it to them, it's the Bay and J of wrestling. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. she's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Oh. She has her own reality show with her, because she's um, a wrestler with her twin sister. And they have a reality show, which I watched a few episodes of. It's called Total Divas, and I love it, and I love her. She, I, I love everything about them. I understand why everyone's so upset now. But the whole thing from the beginning is it so he proposed to her in front of everyone at, what are they called, Marcus? The Fest. The last year's fest. WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Fest. The Fest. Wrestle Fest. Fest of Wrestle. Wrestle the best of wrestle. They did it in front of everybody last year, and everyone like lost their minds. And they're like weeks away from getting married. But the whole thing is that even in all these back interviews, he's like, I don't want to have kids. I never really wanted to get married. I love her very much. He made her sign this like 75-page prenup that says, like, the second this is over, you have to get all your shit out of the house. Ooh. So that's what she's doing now. It's like a total insane upset because he, but he's been saying for years how this isn't what he wants. He just kind of did it. And there's so many people that do that shit. Yeah. That you're just like, yeah, I guess, uh, let's get married. Okay. But when you're that high profile, it's much harder to just fucking rip that cord back out, dude. Yeah, I can't really walk away when the world is watching. And especially since his whole thing is like, he's the nice guy wrestler. Mm -hmm. But apparently he's the one that's devastated. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's like, I'm fine. I'm okay. But he's uh, he's crying into his pillow. Well, because she's hot to trot. How about that guy also? There's been so much wrestling news. That guy who threw a chair through a bus window that was a wrestler too right at wrestlemania at barclays center wrestlers have done a lot of bad things <laughs> a lot of questionable material a lot of questionable behavior when it comes to the wrestling community uh-huh. i mean you ever see one trick pony in the field so happy and free you ever see one trick pony you've seen me yeah let's not forget that uh chris benoit murdered his family and then himself Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Jinx. But there's also a lot of debate about that, you know, head injuries and, you know, what is it called? Uh, oh. CE. Whatever, whatever it the is. The football thing. The football thing. It affects wrestlers quite a bit as well. That makes sense. Yeah. And especially since uh, Chris Benoit's uh, big move was diving headfirst into the other wrestler. It's going to knock your brains around eventually, man. Then you got all scrambly brains. And, and, and even though what, you know, what you're always told when you're a kid is they're not really doing it, they're like pretend doing it, they're probably still knocking their brains around a lot. They're still – wrestlers, professional ref, wrestlers do not live long. A lot of them die in like their 50s. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a horrific thing to do to your body for decades. Only a few have that like ability to keep it going throughout like their fifties and sixties. And was that uh, Bruno Santa Maria, <laughs> <laughs> the Italian Superman? The Italian Superman. He was in his seventies, which is very rare uh-huh. uh, for a pro wrestler. And and a lot of them come out of it pretty punchy. Uh-huh. Like the Iron Sheet came out of the whole thing pretty punchy. A little out of it. Yeah, a little out of it. Check out his Twitter sometime. It's weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I love the whole soap opera aspect of it. I think it's why I keep thinking about from the damn documentary. I'm sorry, Molly. Spoiler alert. But they go through like this, like the big last. I guess it wasn't the last one. The big hullabaloo between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. That like Hulk Hogan, like they had the narrative, but they didn't know how it was going to end. And Andre the Giant's like. I'll, I know how it's going to end. And he wouldn't tell. Yeah, he just kept saying. He wouldn't tell Hulk Hogan it was going to end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> because they, <laughs> these things, like, they call it, like, putting over. Like, they call it, like, is he going to put me over? It's essentially, is he going to let me win? Uh-huh. Uh, because these whole matches are, like, greatly choreographed beforehand, where they plan out the whole thing. Here's how the whole match is going to go. Like, second to second, right? Like, the whole thing is choreographed? Move or? to move. Move to like, move. Yeah, okay. like, like move move to move, the whole thing is choreographed. With like, how this is how we're going to do it. Sometimes they improvise, uh, but you have to ha- talk to the other guy and be like, hey, so this is how it's going to go, right? And Hulk Hogan, like, put it all out, and Andre the Giant's just like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. We'll do it. And he didn't because nobody could beat Andre the Giant. Like actually beat him unless Andre the Giant let you beat him. Uh-huh. Because he's so fucking big. Wow. He's so big. <laughs> I just like, I can't imagine him putting that sword into tiny women. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I mean, you don't. I, it, the, no one has ever talked about it. Like, they talk about it in the documentary a little bit. Uh, all I say, like, he just had a size 24 boot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, you could fit three fingers in that man's ring. That's all I'm saying. You know what they say about <laughs> men with huge bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Their penises are proportional. <laughs> It's got to be big, but like he, de- but then that's why he never really had a love. Well, he had a daughter. And it's very sad. Well, that's not what he, he didn't have. It- no, it's not that he didn't have a log. He didn't have a love because his dick was too big. He didn't- that's why it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the problem was. No, he didn't have a love because he knew that a family was like no place for his lifestyle. Uh-huh. Like, he did have a uh, like he had essentially a love child, which it seems like he had a one night stand in California uh, that resulted in a child. But actually, both him and the mother knew it's like, yeah, you can't do you can't do this. Like, uh-huh. we're not going to go with you because he wrestled on all six continents. He was constantly traveling. It's the only thing he could do. It's like he can't quit the only thing he's good at and, like, go work in a fucking gas station in California. Yeah. Like, so they, you know, they understood. And, and I think it would have been a mistake for him to try to be a part of that. He should have worn a condom, though, but <laughs> who knows if there's one that fit him. <laughs> How do you find one that fits him? Three fingers fit into his ring. <laughs> 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 he was a very, very, and his, even his daughter was like, "Yeah, she, he was there as much as, uh, as he was there as much as he could be." Uh-huh. But you know, I, she's like, "I wish he was there more, but I, I have forgiven him uh-huh. for not being there." So it's like nobody had a bad thing to say about him. Wow! Like he's just an overall solid human being who was just trying his best, just trying his best, just doing the best he could. And you know what? He was the best. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You will cry, Molly. Yeah. You'll definitely cry at the end of the documentary. It's a weeper. Great. I love crying. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> Sometimes you need to let it out, you know? <laughs> I mean, I got to switch gears here because another wormhole that I've been hard into is Mariah's world. Yes. It's not your world. You're just living in Mariah's world. It is her reality show, and it is insane. <laughs> There's been some sizable updates in the life and times of Mariah Carey, who is one of our perhaps most talked about subjects here. Easily. Top three, definitely. Her her reality show is, is exactly what you would imagine it to be. Her desperately trying to be a real-life person instead of a weird robot, which she actually is. <laughs> And she does talk like this, and she's got the kids, and so we got rock and roll, and it's just like forcing the children. Obviously, she never talks to the kids, but the kids are around, and she's like, aren't I a good mom? It's like, no, dude, you never talk to those fucking kids. Doesn't one of her kids have glasses, though? Don't we? I, I like. I feel like some of them are like little kids with glasses. I like them. You love that, but I think that's why they're kept out of the spotlight, just like JLo's twins as well. One's got glasses. You ever see those kids? <laughs> That's true. They ain't cute enough. Get that baby some LASIK. We have to destigmatize little celebrity children with glasses. 
I'll agree. We do. With that. I mean, I love glasses. I love glasses on a baby. It looks so cute. Oh my god, the videos where they put the glasses on the baby and the baby sees for the first time. It's very cute. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch that kind of stuff now, Molly, and cry since you are heavy with child? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been doing more crying in general. You know, any heartwarming YouTube videos, YouTube videos of babies and kittens together, um, you know, really anything. I always cry at stuff with children, but yeah, definitely more so now. I understand. Yeah. Have you been putting headphones on your stomach so the baby can listen to music? Fun fact, Gideon ordered some of those headphones and I was mad and I made him send them back. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because he didn't discuss it with me and I was like, this was... Like way way earlier, this was like twenty weeks when I was like twenty weeks or something. But like, I was like, I don't know why I was so upset. I was like, this is humiliating, and I'm not gonna do this. And it's just, and and I don't know why I thought that because I did. I, I had also, <laughs> I made him send them back. But meanwhile, I had looked at the very same headphones <laughs> like two days earlier out of curiosity. God, this is gonna be so fucking hellish. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, baby. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you do something nice? <laughs> no, it was just it was, it was that I was like, well, this is a really specific thing that I would have to choose to do. Hook my belly up to this quad you know quad phone and i was like i don't want to do this this makes me feel weird and so then i decided not to the key was that it was my decision it's <laughs> so quad but like you don't just put he- like shouldn't you just put headphones on there's a whole apparatus there's like they, they go on your belly and then they go in your own ears and then you have to, the other thing the actually part of the decision was that it's easy to like i had when i had looked it up myself two days earlier a lot of people were like be careful because some people end up like blasting the babies too too much like because the babies can hear pretty well so like putting speakers right up to your belly is like not really necessary so ultimately that was the reason why i i didn't actually yell at my husband as much as it was like this was an unnecessary purchase and we can just play music for the baby see now that to me is the, that would i would get that's what i would get uh, like even more like angry about it's just like why we're having a child why are you wasting money on baby headphones? Right, <laughs> right. I was like, this is like a, you know, I like the idea of playing music for the baby, but like we can just turn on music in a room together yeah. and then <laughs> all experience it rather than me being like the lady on the box that's like the woman on the beach jogging <laughs> with her like belly pods on. And it just made me feel a little bit objectified, like a walking belly, you know? <laughs> I guess that's fair. Have you been screaming him about other things at him about other things that you would not have been doing before? No, I haven't been. I, I haven't been an angry pregnant person, but I have been an unpredictably weeping pregnant person. That's fine, which that's, I think is normal. Uh, normal and preferable, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. No, I haven't done. I haven't done a lot of anger. I always turn my anger inward. You know, <laughs> to the baby. <laughs> to the baby. Yeah. Take it right. to the baby. Don't take it outside the baby. Especially healthy now that there's literally someone inside me. To experience the anger with me. Guys, I've been using Lola for a while now, and I gotta let you know I dig it hard. It's an insanely convenient delivered to your door tampon subscription that takes the aggravation out of pre thinking about lady time. Lola products are made with 100% organic cotton, so you can feel fantastic about what you're putting in your body. The subscription is cray flexible, and you can change, skip, or cancel at any time. Also with Lola, you're choosing to do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. And any way that we can help ourselves out while we help each other out is a twofer I can get behind. Dude, it's the FUBU solely for women because it's the company that was made by women for women, which I dig. I'm a huge fan of Lola. I don't know about you, but there have been many a time when I run out of tampons and I am more than a little miffed about it. And they're delivered right to my door because even at 30, I still forget to write tampons on my Gadams list because I'm an adult child. And I love that they're 100% organic and BPA-free because I truly hope my ex-boyfriend is the last garbage I put inside of me. For 40% off your first order, visit MyLola.com and enter page 7 when you subscribe. That's MyLola.com and enter page 7. 
Um, but yeah, no, I haven't been doing a lot of yelling, but I definitely uh, have been doing a, a, a good amount of crying. Did you cry while you watched any of Baychella this weekend? I have been struggling to watch as much Baychella as I want to because of copyright laws. Mm. Thank you very much, the law. But <laughs> I was, I mean, as a pregnant person, let me just say, Beyonce had three fucking kids in like four years. I guess Blue Ivy's little. Well, two, she only had two kids. Let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> she had at least two kids over however the course of time it has been. Not that many years. And one time it was twins. And she put on the most physically taxing, not to mention like artistically amazing, but like the physical taxment of it. Like I was like, she is a magic person, and and she just looks so hot. Like the, when I was watching her in Des- Destiny's Child, I was just like, she just her body is just so nice to look at. That's what I, that's how I always when I'm listening to Beyonce, I just am like, this is so I feel so blessed to be able to listen to Beyonce. But when I look at her body, I'm like, I am so happy to be looking at your beautiful body right now. It hurts, yeah. You know what it is? It's her thighs that hurt me the most. Yes. It's like, how does one get those? I'm trying. And it's like, yeah, I, I dig my thick thighs. I like it, but I don't know if I'm thick like T-H-I-C-C. I think I'm more just thick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the thighs, exactly. Like, when I was in, you know, when we were young, like, in, in middle school and high school and stuff, like, all the different ways that body shaming happens when you like, especially for girls and uh, or, or at least differently for girls than for boys. And like, I feel like, you know, there's the whole not like I ever like believed in like a thigh gap thing, but there is so much like you never see women with hips. I remember when I was a kid, at least thinking you I never saw like a beautiful woman with hips on the cover of a magazine. It was always people who like looked super hot and they're like straight down straight from their abs to their hips to their legs was like a parallel lines, you know? And yeah. so when I had hips, I was really self-conscious about them because I was like, you're not supposed to have hips. That's like not attractive. And then whenever I see Beyonce's hips and legs, I feel so comforted by them, you know? God, I wish I had them though. That's for sure. Yeah. See, I'm more, I'm got the parallel line it's just a very wide stance of parallel <laughs> lines, you know? It's like a it's like a four-lane highway. I don't know. The whole the Beyonce Coachella thing, it it kinda it bugs me a little bit because like Pourquoi? Because it used to like Coachella used I mean, I'd never actually gone to Coachella because it's very long ways away. Uh but it, like it used to be like I don't know. Like less popular alternative rock bands. Uh-huh. Like it used to, like the the Pixies reunion happened at Coachella, and that year it was also like. But they've also sort of always done like. Well, they started in like the early two thousands doing like pop stars, or like Madonna was the, at that one as well. Because I was gonna say the ship has sailed for it being anything that isn't just pop stars. You know, right? that's the thing is that it seems like the ship has sailed as far as like pop music stars being at like the headliners of like music festivals uh-huh. or it just it seems like that's the thing now. Yeah. Is that like it's now it's like pop stars but it's not there's not a whole lot out there just for like Hey, yeah, you know, let's go see Radiohead. Uh-huh. Even though Radiohead is also one of the biggest bands in the world, but <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. rock music. That's all it is. <laughs> I guess I just I just feel don't like, like pop music. I'm being an old man now. I feel like <laughs> I hear you and I hear those criticisms and for me there's just the Beyonceception if you will, which is the exception that any time Beyonce performs ever, I feel like it is a, is a it is a great gift, and I, I just enjoy it so much. I guess I just don't get it. Like I just don't get, but like I think Beyonce, the way I've always been is like she's okay, uh-huh. she's fine. I mean, she's not for you, Marcus. She's not that's for me. I think that's what it is. That she's not. She's not for me. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's fine to not be. And moved. I'm mad about it. <laughs> Nothing that ain't for me. I have total. Um, um, I'm totally here for people who are not moved by Beyonce. I people who like actively hate on Beyonce. I'm like relax. But people who are just kind of indifferent to her, I I get that. Um, but but yeah, I just feel. 
Um, like I, what I feel like I probably said this a million times on the show before, but I feel like whenever I watch her, I'm like, I'm going to like when I'm an old lady, I'm going to be like, I lived in the time of Beyonce. That's how I feel when I watch her. Like that she is that ty- the the type of artist she is, is so exceptional that it's like this very special thing that we get to watch her. I don't know. I just don't see her as anything more than a pop, like another pop star. Like there's just like, okay, it's, it's pop music. Cool. Mm-hmm. She's just very inspirational. You know, she's got the whole thing. Yeah, it's but like she's just been ins- working hard forever, and I think that's what I like the most about her. Yeah, that's the thing. She's t- it's not just that she's talented as hell, but that she's been working hard since she was, like, 12, and she is, like, a one-person operation where she has, like, brought this... She has, like, cultivated this image of herself as, like, an artist and an entrepreneur and just, like, the physical... Like, as a performer, like, she was, like... what The show was what? Like, her performance was, like... Two hours long. Two hours long, like, of of her, like, dancing and singing the entire time. Like, I just feel like as an artist, it's, like, yeah, but don't, But don't a lot of, but aren't a lot of her songs written by, like, five other dudes? Yeah, I mean, she ain't writing shit. Yeah. But man, can she dance. <laughs> <laughs> but she does write, she does write shit. I don't think she ain't writing shit. I think she, I mean, she's the, the creative, like, you know, decider behind a lot of that. I mean, at least behind, yes. like... I think she creates a lot of the concepts of everything, and I think yeah. that she de- she's very hands on with everything, which I'm, I I I think is amazing. But she's also Beyonce. She's got a bunch of other shit she's got to get done. Mm, oh, I like forgot. Like keeping I, those thighs in line. <laughs> I forgot. I googled Beyonce writers and then got called a racist immediately. <laughs> seriously, by Google? I just, by, I like, I just like, I just googled Beyonce, like Beyonce songwriters, and the first thing is uh, a um, what is a Vanity Fair article. It says, uh, "Here's why criticizing Beyonce for working with songwriters is ignorant. It shows a lack of understanding of art and also intellectual property law, and it's probably racist too." I'm like, oh, <sighs> co- no, you're allowed to look it up. Jesus Christ! Like, I just, come on. I was curious. Google's like instead of like how Google, sometimes Google is like, "Did you mean Beyonce writers or something?" It was like, "Did you are you a racist?" <laughs> did you did you mean I you? don't like black people? What were you, What did you really mean here? <laughs> did you know you're a racist? Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't totally know who's in the room when she's writing songs, but she is like, it's not like she just shows up and sings, is the point. She is like the creative force behind what she does and who she is and and who she puts forward. And like what Lemonade was, which was like amplifying all these other black artists and like, you know, I feel like, I just feel like... um, She's, and she had all those bands from all the historically black colleges as well, right. which was amazing. It's like it's like the way that she incorporates so many different aspects of culture into her performance. I mean, it's a lot. That's insane. It's yeah. very it's very inspirational. All right, sure. And also, I guess I'm also come. I, I have I used to be completely indifferent to pop music, and then sometime in the last ten years, since moving to New York and working with young people, I yeah. have gone so far in the other direction. And I'm like, <laughs> Cardi B is a political genius. And uh, <laughs> but I guess I just like look at like the music itself, uh-huh. like just like at a base level, like strip away all of everything around it, like and just look at like that is a song. And I was like, and I look at it I'm like, that's fine. Uh-huh. It's a fi- oh yeah, it's, it's a bebop tune. It's a fine, it's a fine song. Uh-huh. But I don't. I guess it just uh, the, I think that's my, kind of my perspective on it. It's yeah, just like, and you're a musician too, so you you're coming from a from yeah, that perspective. It's a fine song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I tell you though, the second they started with the same name, same mm-hmm. name, even I was just like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> And they were all walking down the stairs together and kind of holding on to each other. I was just like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. I, yes, please. And they had Solange. They sang a song together. Jay-Z came on. They sang a song together. It's like, it was a family affair, and I dug it, you know? It was like a variety show. Stop the hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was excited. And the funniest thing for so I woke up at like 630 in the morning that whatever I think it was a Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. But I woke up to feed the cats and then I looked at Twitter and everyone was like up tweeting about Beyonce. I was like, did everyone stay up all night and watch Beyonce at Coachella? (laughs) Which it turns out is basically what happened. Hmm. Yes. Which was kind of special. That's exactly what they did. 
I mean, it was pretty awesome. I catch, I, I catched it. I catched a lot of that live stream. Um, I caught a good amount of it, and it was just very long. But at the same time, it made me feel sad that I'm like middle of the night, just sitting watching a live stream by myself, being like, they looking like they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my jammies. I got my my jizzy in my jammies, and that's all I needed on a Saturday night because I'm a hundred thousand years old. <laughs> oh, you're younger than I am, and I'm not a hundred thousand years old. Yes, I'm losing my hair. That's fine. <laughs> you're not losing your hair. What are you talking about? I'm rapidly about? losing my hair. You no. can't. <gasps> no, I, I actually am. Now, every time I want, like, if you look, there's a. I'll show Molly. Like, oh, that's just a part. Nope. But that's the thing. That part wasn't there. That's new. Oh. And now I'm losing all of it. Yeah. Every time I dry my hair, more and more comes out. Really? Much more than usual. Like you were witnessing it yourself? I'm witnessing it myself come out. Yeah. Here within a couple of years, I'm going to be that weird baby-faced guy, (laughs) but bald. I'm going to be the weird, bald, baby-faced guy. What's your strategy going to be? Are you going to go full shave? I think I might go full shave. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I might go Grant Morrison. You got the head for it. I think it'll look good. We'll see. I mean, my hair, I'm, I already get a lot of shit for having a tiny head, but we'll see how it goes. I'm going gray fast. I am all kinds of salt and pepper. Y'all can't see it right now, but it's ridiculous, and I think I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, I'm going gray as hell, and for the longest time before it started happening, I was like, I won't care when that happens, and now I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I was the same way I was like yeah I guess I'll probably lose my hair eventually it'll be fine but now I find myself staring my own mortality staring my own mortality in the mirror and realizing things are changing yeah yeah well that's the other thing about damn Beyonce she's like your age and she makes me happy and sad at the same time about that because I like that she's not like in her 20s but also I feel a lot of complicated feelings about the fact that she's like our people you know our age our generation oh yeah man I just wish my gray could come in so I could look like rogue I wish it could all just be one stripe and I think that's what's not fair rather than just being on the top where it looks like I just used uh, too much dry shampoo and I didn't rub it in enough <laughs> so I just look like a gross ass monster that hasn't showered in days I think in order which I am but it's also the gray I think in order to look like rogue you need to be like touched by a ghost don't you no uh, you need to uh touch someone and almost take their life force away and the stress of it makes you give you a gray uh-huh. strip. Yeah, I already did that. It's called a tenure relationship. Ba-bye! It's time for the list! Who's on the list? Marcus! Gotta have that list! Great segue. list isn't great this week and we're kind of running out of time. And What I would actually like to talk about instead of the list and I think this is much more important to our interests did you know john travolta and tom cruise hate each other and they hate each other within the confines of scientology because tom cruise is david miscavige's number two and john travolta believes that he should be the number two Ooh, that's it's because he got that fucking medal right he got because tom cruise got the medal tom cruise got the medal of freedom and john travolta apparently lost his fucking mind it's a small Which also, world. John Travolta, just so you know, the Medal of Freedom is a fake medal <laughs> that he fucking made up that he gets to give out. You have to remember context, not a real medal. Excuse me, the Freedom Medal of Valor. Freedom uh, Medal of Valor. Valor. That's like calling your, that's the saying like, I'm shiny, amazing, and fun, Jackie. Okay, don't worry about me. I mean, though, that makes total sense because that's like already anybody who feels like any other we we hate the people that are the most kind of uh close to us right like the most similar to us because we're like ooh you're a threat and then you take that and you are like we are the two most famous celebrities in this silly world mm-hmm. and everybody laughs at us for similar reasons and we are both trying to get in with the top creepy guy. No, but Tom Cruise is the only one that has the direct line to the top creepy guy. Travolta and Kirstie Alley, they don't get that. Yeah. And Travolta believes he deserves it. And I think that, you know, perhaps rightly or wrongly, I think wrongly, John Travolta is seen as more pathetic than 
Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And Tom, and I think that John Travolta has given up much more than Tom Cruise has given up I for Scientology. So <laughs> like, yeah, he had that 16-year-old kid that he wouldn't take to the hospital. Yeah. He just fucking died. And yeah. just a general self-love, you know. I think yeah. that that's the main thing that he's given up. He gave up his happiness, like his love happiness, and he gave up his son. Yeah. Jet. And Tom Cruise, Jet. you know, like Tom Cruise definitely, like he likes the men, but I think Tom Cruise is bisexual. That's kind of what it seems like. Uh-huh. Uh, but Tom Cruise is just crazy. And John Travolta seems like a an okay guy stuck in a bad situation. Yeah, I actually feel like yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise is much less sympathetic, and John Travolta is kind of like a tragic hero. Yeah, he's a tragic figure, even though he does, it must be said, he does get grabby sometimes when he shouldn't be getting yes, grabby. Right. That's bad. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, consent is always good, even if you are a tragic Scientology fall guy <laughs> yeah but at the same time what happens on a plane stays on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh no his grabby boys those are all uh masseuses, uh, masseuses. yeah some of them some of them say let's do it i'll put on the bike i'll put on the motorcycle helmet sure why not uh but others he tends to chase around the room a little bit and they don't have a good time at all yeah which has got to be difficult because he's probably covered in oils. He can't do that best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's on a, on a plane or in a massage room. Wrong, no matter which way it goes. <laughs> it is wrong. It is wrong. Oh. All right, it's time for Blind Room. Oh, we can't see up. If you ever thought this A-list reality duo had enough money to never yacht again. Yes, this <gasps> is a yachting blind Thank item. Thank God yachting is yes. back. God, I just want a yacht. It's summer, baby. I'm ready to yacht. If you ever thought this A-list reality duo would have enough money to yet never yacht again, you'd be wrong. They won't go halfway around the world any longer, but they will meet in a third country if the price is right, and they're happy to spend some time with the right man or men. We talked about them last week. A-list celebrity couple. That's a, no, A-list reality duo, oh, and they're not a couple. At least I don't duo. think so. Okay, all right. They're not a couple. So that means they're both fucking the They're people. both fucking the people, yeah. They're both fucking dudes. They're both one's fucking One's a man, dudes. one's a woman. The pro- oh, I was about to say the property. <laughs> <laughs> they're not A-list, are they? <laughs> they're also not yachting. They're not... <laughs> they're not yachting. You never know what they do they when yacht. they're on that compound. They they think, oh, maybe let's get a yacht. Let's go bang the men. That we want to bang in any country we can find. Oh my god! They're like, yeah, I'll renovate this yacht, but first, I will fuck you. Oh no, wait! It is two women. Because I thought actually I just looked at like that because they both have aliases or not aliases but like nicknames on their show. And this one, I actually thought that was a man, but it's not. So, uh, oh, so it's not Snooky and Jay Wow. It is Snooky and Jay Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's totally Snooky and Jay Wow. So Jay Wow is a girl, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely Snooky and Jay Wow. Great work, Jackie. Good for them, yeah. man. Get it, ladies. Don't mind the ha- the husbands or the kids, but you know, women got to get theirs. Yes, sometimes. absolutely. They've been yachting for a long time. Yeah, yachting seems like it involves a lot of enthusiastic consent from everybody involved so you know again uh what the lessons we learned from john travolta don't apply here i feel like yachting is a victimless crime yeah oh no it's definitely victimless except for when Lindsay lohan goes yachting and steals jewelry from her johns that is a criminal crime yeah, <laughs> yeah. but also steal it from the johns you know they have too much they have too much yeah they're she's yachting the robin hood of yachting yes she's a, yes <laughs> robbing robbing from dubai princes and giving to herself <laughs> Who is also rich. Who is also very rich, So yes. maybe not exactly I think that sounds great. <laughs> Man, I want to go yachting with Snooki and Wow so hard. All of our faces will be filled with plastic, and we'll have tight leopard print dresses on, and I'll finally become the nanny, which I've always wanted to be. Yeah, it sounds fun. The thing about yachting is that maybe I just really want to go on a yacht and not have sex with somebody... Not have sex with Dubai millionaires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not have sex with, like, a client. But I think that it just does sound so fun to me. It's, yeah. The yachting sounds, like, the literal yachting sounds the most fun, but the other stuff seems also fine. Mm-hmm. Yachting sounds great. Like, hanging around on that yacht uh, that Goldie Hawn got thrown off on Overboard. 
That seems like an awesome yacht. <laughs> That's what we need. Instead of yachting, we need a bang boat. Yeah, yeah. bang boat. We need a network bang boat that we can all, we don't have to be on at the same time. You go out and have consensual bangs on the boat. So it's like, you know, it's not crazy. You're not like dusted in cocaine from head to toe. Or, I mean, you could be if that's what you're into. Could be. But what happens on the bang boat stays on the bang boat. Yeah, and if you want to have sex for money on the bang boat, you can. But if you also just want to have sex with your partner and have no money be exchanged at all, you can still call it yachting. Or if you want to exchange money and do a whole role play situation. Uh Uh-huh. I'm into that. I think the last podcast network has finally found its worthy Kickstarter. (laughs) Bang Bang boat! Bang boat! We need a bang boat! East River bang boat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. Can we tube off the bang boat? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you want to tube in the East River and take that chance, you want to roll those (laughs) dice, you do it. You Hell yeah. I wanna get I wanna grow a third eye. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got time for today. Thank y'all very much for tuning in. Thank you so much, and please, if you would like to donate to our Patreon, we would love that, and we love you so much. Just visit patreon.com slash page7podcast, seven the number, and hell, if you're feeling frisky, come on over to Instagram and follow me at, at jackthatworm, Molly. I am MJKLCat. Thank you to people who have followed me. I hope you like pictures of cats, because <laughs> that's what my Instagram is. And I'm at Marcus Parks for everything. Love you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.